Well, welcome to Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. And wow, I mean, this episode is it, it, it's one week after the launch, the launch of all of God. I love that. The awe of God. And this is a topic that we're probably going to address hard again today because we feel like it is the key thing. But we're so, going to talk about the exciting aspects today. The yeah. promises well, that are... No, wait, wait. We've had all I guess exciting. it's all exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all exciting. But before we go to there, we're going to actually talk about somebody who listened to us when we said, if you rate review or subscribe, you might get your input read online. And this is Kayla Loves Hawaii, because who doesn't? This is what she said. I love it. It's all in caps. Worth your time. Love the authenticity and the practicality that John and Lisa bring every time. That is our goal. Thank you. This podcast has truly changed my life and my walk with God. I love that so much. So thank you, Kayla. Your, your book came out. It's out and uh, we are very excited and people are getting, their lives are getting touched. That's what's really exciting to me. I mean, the three of the people that have read it, that have talked to me had just taught, one's a businessman. One is your book agent and our book book agent. agent, Yes. yes. uh, Esther. And the other one is the guy on our team that has read all of our stuff. And he said, this one had him just weeping. Wow. Several times he said, I had to just push the book back and just, I I wept and felt so cleansed. So it's very exciting. And that was your hope. Yeah, it was my hope. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, that's, that's what's, we're not trying to fill people's head with information. We want to see you encounter God, his presence. We want to see your life changed and transformed. That's what will bring that's what will bring you great joy and what will bring Lisa and I great joy. Yeah, and if you've missed the other podcast, I just want to be really clear. The title of the book is The Awe of God. The subtitle, which is just amazing, The Astounding Way a Healthy Fear of God Can Transform Your Life. So Lisa, it's it's really interesting. Um what really drove me to start writing this book is something that I didn't see when I wrote The Fear of the Lord 30 years ago, and that is all the promises, specific promises in Scripture that God makes to those who walk in the fear of God, and they're astounding. Wow. Okay, so the, I started I started categorizing them, putting all the Scriptures under the promise— there's over 40 major promises wow. that is made. And I'm talking about, we're not talking about just a little, little tiny sidebar. These are major areas of life. And I think one of the greatest, I mean, every. let's start with the one that everybody has heard people quote. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right. Well, as the Holy Spirit started leading me in, 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 in this, I, I found a scripture, Proverbs 14, 27, that says, well, let me let me let me read it. I think I've actually got it earmarked in this book. I would love to if I can get there. If I can read it. Yeah, this is it. Proverbs 14 says this. The fear of the Lord, um the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to wow. turn one away from the snares of death. Now, this is what's interesting to me. First of all, he says snares Snares are traps. Now, everybody that is a hunter knows that a trap has to have two things. It has to be baited, yep. number or one. Or even somebody that's had a mouse in their house. Yeah. Yes. You got to bait it, and you got to hide it. Mm-hmm. And if you do those two things, you can catch somebody. So the, the traps of death 
are baited. So they entice and they're hidden. Wow. Now, the what I love about this, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Now, I looked really in depth on that word fountain because that intrigued me. Mm-hmm. And that word fountain, what it means in the Hebrew is it's a continual flow. Wow. So the fear of the Lord is a continual flow of wisdom to turn someone away from the traps of death. Now, if you come over to Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. So let's put those two scriptures together. The fear of the Lord is a continual flow of instruction of wisdom that will protect you from the deadly traps of life. Actually, I think it's even more than that. The fear of the Lord is a continual fountain of life, it says. Yep. that instructs us. And it goes... Fountain so, of wisdom. It says Fount, fountain of fount, life. It's a fountain of wisdom. Fountain of life. It, I just read the scripture. Oh, you did? Yes. It's a fountain wow. of life. Wow. Wait a minute. It says a fountain of life that counteracts the effects okay. of death. Yes. So it's a fountain of life. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm looking. I don't, I, I'm not <laughs> hey, going to okay, be able I'm to find reading, it again. I think I lost my place. Your, I'm just reading your book. I'm reading <laughs> Anyway, it's a fountain of I'll wisdom. I, I showed how it was yeah, a fountain of wisdom, right? Yeah. So I started thinking about this, and, and while I was writing the book, mm-hmm. I thought, who is somebody in the Bible mm-hmm. that had absolutely no covenant with God, mm-hmm. but yet he feared God? And I thought of Abimelech. Abimelech, that, yeah. So that's the go. guy way back yeah. in Genesis. He's yes. a king. I'm, I'm familiar with him. Right? Yeah. Of Ge- uh, he, he was in Girhar, and he was the king of the Amalekites. Right. All right. So Abraham comes into this country, mm-hmm. and Abraham deceives him and says, Sarah is my sister. Yes. Okay. Abraham. Okay. What was now, that? Abimelech proceeds, because Sarah is so beautiful, to bring Sarah into his harem. Yep. Goes to bed at night. And God comes to him in a dream yep. and says, you are a dead, are a man. dead man Says that because you have another man's wife. That's exactly what it says, right? And Abimelech in the dream goes, Lord, I didn't know she was another man's wife. I was told she was his sister. And God said, I that. know that. Yep. And that, now listen to this. That's why I kept you from sleeping with her. Wow. Okay. Wait a minute. Let's yep. stop this through. Okay, the fountain yep. of the instruction of wisdom that keeps us from the traps yeah. of death. Yeah. Okay? So you're a dead man. God yep. says, I know you feared me. Yep. Therefore, my fountain of wisdom kept you from having sex with her. Now, this is my question. Yep. How can somebody attend church for 20 years, hear the scriptures preached every Sunday for 20 yep. years, read his Bible, and end up, end up in bed with another man's wife. So the, okay, while, no, you, let me, no, let me while you were talking about that, I I was thinking to myself, how come that doesn't happen anymore? How come a pastor yeah. who has preached the word from a pulpit I, for 20, 30 years end up in bed with another man's wife, an which we've seen? Do you have an answer for that? Yes, it's not rocket science. Okay. It's a lack of the fear of the Lord. Wow. Because the fear of the Lord is that fountain of wisdom yeah. It yep. protects us from the traps of death. I You're better, still looking for the Okay, I'll help you find it. <laughs> no, so, okay. so in other words, if you look at Solomon talks about, I find more bitter than death, 
The woman whose hands are nets and her heart is a snare, a trap. Well, that's because he had a thousand wives. But but now listen, (laughs) you always add humor when I'm trying to bring the big point. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. He said the man who fears or obeys God will escape her. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Sarah's fault. It was a husband. Oh, gosh, I just opened the book. There we go. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Lisa, you were 100% correct. Honey, I know I was 100% correct. And what is it a fountain of? It is a fountain of the instruction of wisdom. That's why I had to put those two together. Okay, I get it now. It's life-giving wisdom. It's life-giving wisdom. Because without wisdom, there's just death. This is the big thing I want everybody to hear. It keeps you from the traps of death. Remember, traps are hidden. Traps are baited. And so the fear of the Lord is a protection mechanism in our life. And this is why I'm so passionate about this message. Tell me another Because I want people to be protected. I know you do. From all this stuff that the world is throwing at us right now. Right. And I mean, our society is going on an exponential curve up of crazy. I mean, crazy. I know. And so if we, we, we would have thought 20 years ago we were where, where we're at today, we said no way. But yet, No, no, no. Five years ago. But yet it's such a... Yeah force. It's a force of lawlessness. The Bible says the the mystery of lawlessness is going to be at work, that it's sucking people in that are Christians. And the fear of the Lord is what protects us. Just like it protected Abimelech, who wasn't even a Christian. He didn't even have a covenant with God, but he feared God. And so that's one benefit. If you look at another benefit, and, and, and let's just talk about wisdom. How would you like to make every decision in your day as if God was making it, right beside you telling you exactly what to do. It's a fountain of life, fountain of the instruction of wisdom that teaches you what to do. I did it right that time. What's another benefit of those that fear the Lord? Longevity, Mm. legacy, that's another benefit. Actually, before I go to that one, can I go to the most exciting? The fear of the Lord is what eradicates all other fears. Do you know what I discovered? Church fathers all throughout church history wrote, the, fe- it, the fear of the Lord is the fear that swallows up all other fears. Right, right. And it's, it's like we try to get rid of fear when in reality fear, the healthy kind of fear, is good for you. The fear of the Lord. Right. And so if you look at how it produces wisdom, I mean, why is it that people don't walk and sit, walk up to a cliff that has a 2,000-foot drop and just sit on it because... The wisdom tells you if you drop 2,000 feet, you're dead. So they kind of keep a little distance from it, right? Well, the sons that are like me don't, but the sons that are like you would would be smart enough. 2,000 foot? I think you'd stay away. Uh, I saw a photo of Alec on the Why don't we mess with a grizzly bear's cubs? Yeah, that one I would stay away from. The wisdom that comes from a healthy fear, Mm -hmm. right, says stay away. So the healthy, the fear of God is healthy. It helps us make wise decisions of life to avoid the traps of death. So it swallows up all other fears, all other fears. You're going to serve who you fear. If you fear God, you're going to serve God. If you fear man, you're going to serve man. It's good. Okay. Now, the one I really love, the promise I love is longevity. We are seeing situations. If you look at, we talked about Lot two podcasts ago, his daughter's they gave birth to Ammon and Moab, the enemies of God. That story still freaks me out, but yes. He does. He's yes. a, he is a believer yep. who has no fear of God. And look at the fruit of his life. The fruit of his life, his family line, ends up becoming actually an enemy of God. 
if you look at longevity, this is the thing that people are crying out for today. This is really what drove me to write this book. Now, I don't have time to really amplify it, but it does say the fear of the Lord gives us the staying power to stay faithful to the end. Jesus is constantly saying, he who endures the end, he who endures the end. Paul says, if you continue steadfast, what gives us the ability to do that? None other than the fear of the Lord, because the fear of the Lord says, I hate evil. I will depart from evil. It gives us that power to do it. If you look at legacy, legacy is so important, Lisa, especially, you know, when you're 30 years old, you're not thinking about legacy, but every decade after that, you're thinking about it more and more and more and more to now when we're in our 60s, we're realizing, man, I really wish we would have thought a lot more about this when we were in our 20s. But legacy is so crucial. If you look at there was a sociologist, and his name was Richard Dugdale. And in the 1860s or 1870s, one of the two, he went to 13 prisons in upper state New York, and he discovered seven men that were all related to each other. They would had different last names, but they were all blood-related. Mm. And that got him on a study. And he started studying their family line and traced it back to a man that he gave a fictitious name to as Max Jukes. Max Jukes was born in 1720 to 1740, all right? He was married to a very corrupt woman. And if you look at their, um, I've actually got this earmarked, I think, in the book. I'm hoping I do. Yeah, I do. If you look at their descendants, it's amazing. Richard Dugdale was able to find 540 of his descendants. Okay, of those 540 descendants, 76 were convicted criminals, 18 brothel keepers, 120 prostitutes, and over 200 government recipients. Wow. Now, Jonathan Edwards was born about the same time as Max Jukes. Jonathan Edwards married Sarah Pierport. They had 11 children, Lisa. Okay. And he said, Hallelujah. I mean, that's crazy. 11 children. That makes my respect for her huge. Yes. They said every household is a little church. And so he and Sarah studied the scripture together every day. They also laid hands on their children every day and prayed God's blessing over them. Of his descendants, there are uh, 13, how many are there? There's 12, okay, 1,394 known descendants of Jonathan Edwards. Listen to this. 13 are college or university presidents. Wow. All right. That's pretty, that's significant. 65 are, are professors, three United States senators, 30 judges, 100 lawyers, 60 physicians, 75 army and Navy officers, 100 ministers and missionaries, 60 authors of prominence. Wow. That's remarkable mm -hmm. because you think books are published a lot today, but they weren't published very much back in those days. Right. Okay. And one vice president of the United States. Wow. They never had one criminal of those 1,394 descendants. Wow. So what, what does the, how does the Bible say this? Okay. The Bible says in Psalm 112, how happy are those that fear the Lord and obey his commandments. Their descendants will be mighty on the earth. That word, and then, and then the next verse says, it will affect an entire generation. 
That word generation means it will go on and on and on and on. So if you remember when God appeared to Abraham and he said to Abraham, because you feared me and you, you went ahead and obeyed me, in blessing, I will bless you. And he said, in multiplying, I will multiply you. Well, I went to our friend who's a Jewish rabbi, but he's right. And he said, John, this speaks of God saying, Abraham, I will bless you through your children. Wow. Now think about it. Abraham's in glory right now. All that David did, all that Solomon did, all that Jesus did, that's his descendants. No, all that we did too were Abraham's. We're Abraham's. Yes. He's our father yes. of faith. Exactly. So I give an example of this. If you look at Archie Manning, Nobody would have ever heard of Archie Manning that follows the NFL because Archie Manning only played 10 seasons for the New Orleans Saints, and he only had one 500 season. All the other nine seasons were losing seasons. Oh, wow. And then he retired from the NFL. Okay? So nobody ever would have heard of him. He would have been a name lost in, in history. But he had two sons, one named Peyton, one named Eli. They won four Super Bowls between each other. They had four MVPs between each other. And now when Archie Manning walks into a room, there's a lot of respect for him, whereas nobody really would have known him. He got blessed through his sons. So God says, when you walk in holy fear, you will continually be blessed through your offspring. So I look at Alec, I look at Addison, I look at Arden, I look at Austin. You and I are going to continually be blessed through not only them, but their children and their children. And to me, this is one of the greatest fears uh, or promises to those who fear God. Now, there's there's another, what, 37 I haven't even mentioned that many of them are in the book. But these are some of the God's promises. Do you know what else God says about those who fear the Lord? They will not fear any bad news. Wow. There are people watching Fox News, CNN, CNNBC that they're terrified by the things they're seeing. Jesus even said men will be terrified, yeah. terrified yeah. Yeah. for what's coming on the earth. Their hearts will faint. They'll be terrified. You won't if you fear God. And, and can I add to that? You also need to be careful what you put in because Jesus said, be careful because the measure you use of attention and focus is the measure that comes back. So you get you have permission to not consume nothing but terror and then think, well, the fear of the Lord should keep me from that. Let's let's get in dive into the That's scriptures why the on said, all that. said, I will yeah. put nothing vile before my eyes in my own house. I think it's really interesting he said in my own house. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're watching stuff that you're watching adultery, you're watching all this 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 greedy greed covetousness and all this stuff and being entertained by it, all this wickedness, this murder. Well, whoa, is that really a fear of God? No. And I, and I want to say to somebody out there that they're saying, oh my gosh, I didn't know this. I mean, when I look at what is going on right now in our culture, whether it's the millennials and the Gen Zs, everybody is saying, oh, you know, they're the worst. They're, they're entitled. They're this, they're that. Well, I think we need to look back at the parents, it sounds like. Like, what, what did the parents not equip their children with? And if you're out there and you're afraid for your children, it sounds like you could make that exchange right now. You could say, yeah. I'm not going to be afraid for my children. I'm going to actually come 
come before my kids and say, you know what? I have not walked and honored the fear of the Lord in our household. We are going to be a house that lives in awe of God. We're going to embrace the awe of God and we're going to flip the narrative because we want to have a legacy where our children are going to be mighty in the land. So I love that so much. Is there anything else you want to share? Oh, there's so much more, Belisa. But, you know, I mean, I'm just hoping that everybody just orders this book. So it's been out for a week. It's been out for a week. So they can get it on Amazon, have it their door in two days, or they can go to johnbevere.com. We have a ton of bonus materials yeah. there. At, so we, we love, our team has pulled some things together just to make this that more practical, that much more exciting. We want to, we want to invite you into thing is there is a whole course that we did and it's made for group study so if you've got a small group meets in your house if you've got a family bible study yeah we've got that small group study we've got this in audible we've got this in kindle we've got it every way it's 42 chapters so they can read it in what one day one chapter a week for six weeks and so make it almost like a devotional, even though it's not a devotional book. There's nothing wrong with devotionals. Nothing wrong with them at all. Since I have two. Or they could read it in three weeks. Okay. They could do one in the morning, one at night, because it's only six pages. And so you can read the chapter in less than 10 minutes, and then you can go through all the devotionals that are at the end of each chapter. The other thing I want to say is that please share this with your friends. And then do a little group study. I mean, I've, I've, we've got the videos that go with each chapter, little four-minute videos that emphasize one point, or they can get the course and go through it with their friends. Just do it together. Let's protect our friends from falling away, from not having a legacy, from not having longevity, from the fear that's coming on this earth. Let's protect our friends. Let's share this message. I know our assistant in the office, she said, I'm buying this for all my kids. Wow. So, I mean, that's somebody who works right next to you and me. She's heard me preach this for years, but she proofread the book and said, I am getting this for every one of my children. You know, our hope is not that you will just purchase a book. Our hope is that this will create a movement. And I believe these movements can start in households. I love what was said earlier that every house, every household, every family. Let's look at it as though it's a small church. So and the other thing I so want to say, and we'll close, is that we're going to be doing an Awe of God tour, but we're going to every, every oh, hopefully every major city in the United States. Wow. And what's going to be the emphasis of the Holy Awe of God tour is the altar. Yeah. We want to see people come back to the faith, but we also want to see a manifestation of God's presence in a way that literally changes believers' lives. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, I hope that you are excited about this. We want to invite you to rate, review, subscribe. We want to hear from you. We are hoping that you'll take this and run with it. And if you haven't already, download Messenger X. It's an app where you can go through it with your friends and just really build yourself up as a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time, this has been Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you love to listen. Also, if you haven't already, go right ahead and download Messenger X to hear more content from John and Lisa Bevere and other great messengers. Again, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Conversations with John and Lisa.